Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. And hi, Mom. Hi, Rasa. Hi, Jeremy. Oh, my gosh. We have our most requested guest back in action. It's Mom! <laughs> Are you both ready to know everything? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's do it. I brought mom here with us today because she recently taught me to do something amazing and impressive. Ooh, what? How to solve a Rubik's Cube. Actually, that's a little tricky to do on a podcast, but we are going to share what we learned from the experience. What we learned is this. The impossible becomes possible if you just break it down. The Rubik's Cube seems over the top, just too many colors, literally too many moving parts. It seems impossible when you watch someone solve it. But all you have to do is learn three stages. And once you break it down into three parts, it's much more manageable to learn. What are the three parts called? Huey, Louie, and Dewey? No, they're called the top layer, the second layer, and the third layer. That's right. For the top layer, you just have to get one side to be the same color and have the corners in the correct places and get the centers matched up with the second layer centers. In the second layer, you get the middle. It's kind of like the middle of a sandwich. You get that part into place. And in the third layer is the final step. And it's the trickiest step because you've already got your first two layers in place. Don't want to mess those two up. I've already got my sandwich. Yeah, exactly. You've already got half your sandwich or more than half of your sandwich made. So you don't want to mess it up. But you have to mess it up a little bit to get the top to come out into the right matching colors as well. So that's where you really have to trust the process that if I do these steps, it will work and it will come out all matching, every side matching in the beautiful colors of the Rubik's Cube. So three layers, each of which has some number of steps. At some point in between, I've got a sandwich. It's sounding a little complicated. How many steps total are there, would you estimate? Well, it depends on the layer. You could count each of the layers as one big step that each have about three little steps within them. I'm starting to picture a staircase, and there's nine steps total. And if I tried to go up or down it in just one leap, I'd probably break my ankle. But you guys are telling me, go one part, one step at a time, and you'll be at the top or the bottom in no time. You'll have the gleaming perfect cube. Yes, that is what we're trying to teach. And the other thing that is really important is the perception, that it can seem really hard. But when you just focus on one step at a time, then it's completely doable. So if you think about the staircase, if you're just looking at the stair in front of you, you know you can do that one stair. That's not a problem. But if you look at all the stairs, it can be overwhelming. Aha. I've experienced this in life with lots of things. For me, writing a book, for example, oh my gosh, how on earth am I going to write a whole book? But if I break it down chapter by chapter, page by page, paragraph by paragraph, you write a page a day and in a year you've got 365 pages. And I've had the same experience with fundraising where we're trying to raise 
hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it seems daunting, but we do it one person, one grant, one connection at a time. I still don't know how to solve a Rubik's Cube, but I look forward to you teaching me. And in the meantime, when I run into trouble in other thorny aspects of life, maybe I'll see it as a cube instead of a step. A cube means a whole set of staircases inside of each other. And if I can find someone to help me or alone myself, break it down into one simple enough solvable step. You can do anything. Especially if mom's there to help. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes. What is it? A Center by Ha Jen. You must hold your quiet center where you do what only you can do. If others call you a maniac or a fool, just let them wag their tongues. If some praise your perseverance, don't feel too happy about it. Only solitude is a lasting friend. You must hold your distant center. Don't move even if earth and heaven quake. If others think you are insignificant, that's because you haven't held on long enough. As long as you stay put year after year, eventually you will find a world beginning to revolve around you. I love it. And as the new center of the universe, I'm going to read it next. A Center by Ha Jin. You must hold your quiet center where you do what only you can do. If others call you a maniac or a fool, just let them wag their tongue. If some raise your perseverance, don't feel too happy about it. Only solitude is a lasting friend. You must hold your distant center. Don't move, even if earth and heaven quake. If others think you are insignificant, that's because you haven't held on long enough. As long as you stay put, year after year, eventually you will find a world beginning to revolve around you. Powerful poem, so well read, you both. A center. Does a Rubik's Cube have a center, Mom? It does, and that's why I chose this poem. Each side has a center that never moves. All of the other edges move around each center piece, and the centers of each side are always in the same place. So the yellow center is always opposite the white center, and it really helps if you get confused on your steps. You can always go back to your centers and look at your centers and where they are. 
this is brilliant. I have looked at millions of Rubik's Cubes and I never knew that. And you guys kept talking about the white face or the orange face or the yellow face. And I was like, how do they know which is which? But it's the center. And it's making me think about celestial navigation or how we find ourselves at sea or in space or even on Earth. There are these fixed objects like the moon or the stars and you need your center to move, ironically. You've got to find your fixed points to get in motion. Yeah, like a sock serve machine. You need the steady point of the spigot while the chocolate and vanilla swirl. Last segment of the show. Mom, do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. Sometimes when we go out to eat, we get spicy food. Dad loves it. You're okay with it, but it makes me miserable. So my question for you is, why does drinking milk help with spicy things more than water? Ooh, that's a great question. I'll look it up, eat some chili peppers, and get back to you soon. I've got the answer to your vexing question. Drinking milk after you just ate something spicy is effective because the main protein in milk, which is called casein, helps soothe the pain. A lot of capsicum, which is what makes chili pepper so spicy, causes. Not only is water not effective, water molecules even spread the pain around making it worse. Another thing that works just as well is Kool-Aid. So if that's what you're craving, maybe eating something spicy is a good idea. Kool-Aid, I'm not letting you drink that much sugar. But mom, it's not bad for you. It's just sweet relief. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Join us on Patreon, shop our store, submit your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 100 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.